Hey guys, welcome to The Breakdown. My name is Mary. I am here with Brock and Josh on this wonderful day. Welcome How are you guys doing? The Breakdown. Doing just, well. Just doing great, Mary. I'm kind of sad you. it's like pretty warm outside. Mm-hmm. Like I'm ready for it to be cold, but it's coming. It's coming. It is a little weird to think that Thanksgiving is coming up and we're still sweating. dealing with heat. Yeah, yeah. sweating yeah. so much. Yeah. <laughs> but it's coming. The cold is coming. We're That's, so glad. <laughs> I've been hearing that for a while. Um, well, if you're just now joining us, uh, we take um, a scripture from the weekend teaching at Hope Fellowship, and we're going to teach you more about it and hopefully walk away, um, kind of more have more understanding of the verse that we're uh, going to break down. And so uh, this past weekend, we started a new series. Woohoo! Do you, do you guys get excited when there's a new series? Like to see the graphics and stuff? I'm like, oh, is, it, is that church nerd? Like, me? you're I think, anticipating it? Yeah, yeah, I think that's... Church nerd. Church nerd. <laughs> I'm like, the, ooh, how will they brand this Yeah, that, that might be the epitome if you were to look that up. So, <laughs> so this series, uh, it's a few weeks long. It's called the Genius of Gen- Our Genius of Generosity. And we went into um, generosity. We talked about um, generosity with our finances and... Sometimes that can be a blah, 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 but we find that generosity is such a huge thing in our faith. And I found on this podcast as well, um, and I think you guys would agree, it comes up a lot. Yeah. It comes up a lot in scripture and, and what we're taught. And so that's kind of where we're going with this series. And there was a specific verse, which I'm really excited about, um, and it's in Matthew. Where are we going today, Josh? Let me tell you. Let me tell you where we're headed. Here's, here's the thing. Yeah, the thing that kind of gets me about this sort of stuff is, uh, there's this idea of like, hey, one day it will be fulfilled. One day it will be satisfied. One day, um, you know, uh, kind of we'll get to reap what we sow, so to speak. And so uh, what it makes me wonder is like, why is there such a like hook in my soul for like instant gratification? Like, why is that something that makes kind of like waiting or the long-term investment such a uh, difficult thing. And so we're going to look at that a little bit today. We're looking at Matthew 6, verses 19 through 21. So why don't you sit back, listen. Enjoy the dulcet tones (laughs) of Josh. Of Matthew. So beginning in verse 19, this is what Matteo says. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them. And where thieves break in and steal, store your treasure in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. That was beautiful. It was good. It's good to have you back. Thanks. The verses. We missed you last good week. Good to be back. Um, so a couple of things about this verse. We got to dig into the context. So as we're coming, you know, there's a few weeks into this, or, or maybe you've joined us and... You've heard us say this every single week, context, context, context. So let's start with context. Um, This is in Matthew, a gospel. It's written by Matthew. That's why it's called the Gospel Mm. of Matthew. And um, this is the famous Sermon on the Mount. We're right in there. If you like read the first, you know, few chapters, lots of red, lots of red. And so this is um, the teachings of Jesus. These are things that Jesus said. And what's happening here is a lot of things, but he's really teaching about this new kingdom, God's kingdom. And so that's kind of where we're finding this in chapter six here. And so we'll kind of dive in and talk a little bit more about that. Anything else on on kind of background, context? What else do you think? What are we missing? I'm curious if uh, Brock has any clever ways of like remembering what the point of context is. Hmm. I just... I don't know if I do. You don't know? No. Maybe it kind of gives us some kind of clue. The context about does give going. us a clue about what's coming up. Yeah, so there you go. Con- when you think context, think clue. It's yeah. clues. It's giving you clues about what's going on, and it's so, so important. That makes me think of the, the board game clue, yeah. though. Ooh. 
Yeah. Are there any other clues I'm missing here? Well, the one thing that I like about Matthew is it feels like this author, and he was the tax collector guy, yeah, and so yeah. he came to Jesus, and so he has a little bit of a goal, I think, in writing this, and so he collected these stories of Jesus and put them together, and I think his goal was to show us how Jesus fulfills the Old Testament, and that Jesus is really fulfilling the Torah, the law, yeah. and so this section here is kind of his first section that's teaching us the ways of the new Torah. And so Jesus didn't come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill the law. And what he's doing here is saying, here's how you live that out. And he goes in this huge sermon, this big block of teaching to how to live out in God's kingdom, what it means to live in this new kingdom. And so it's really um, very inspiring as you read this, because it's like, man, here was the Old Testament that people couldn't get it. And now here's Jesus saying, here's what it looks like to fulfill what God had really intended for us to live. And so it's kind of inspiring to read this and think, oh, this is what was meant the whole time. This is what was intended to live this way. And here's God teaching us how to live out the Torah. Yeah, and, and in six chapter 6 specifically, um, it's kind of you hear. So if there's a few kind of things leading up to this moment. Now, we don't know if like these happen in this concept, like this actual order. Um, but chapter 6 is the one it's pretty famous about where, well, the Lord's Prayer is in here. But also it's talking about um, kind of, this Jewish piety and what it looks like to truly give, not to be seen by others. That's a big kind of theme going on is like being seen by others. We're doing good things for people to be seen. Mm. Um, and it kind of, there's this kind of giving and generosity theme all the way throughout. Yeah. It sounded like you said Jewish pie eating. That's what I thought too. <laughs> I thought, Someone's why hungry. Are we, why are we talking <laughs> about Jewish pie eating for Yeah, it is yeah. almost time. Mm, Piety. Pie. So righteousness, how you live out your yes. religion. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So why don't we look at uh, verse 19 again and then kind of start breaking that down. Uh, one of the things that jumped out to me about passages like this too, as we read this, just pay attention to the, the um, statements that we would call like imperative statements. So like, it, like command type statements, do this, don't do this. I mean, this one's pretty like chock full of them. So verse 19, Jesus says, don't store up treasures here on earth where moss eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Now, you guys know I'm a little bit of a fan of the NIV because that's what I had in school mm -hmm. and one of my professors Mitch. actually was part of the, the NIV translation, oh, which really? was pretty cool. But I like the NIV translation a lot more here because it says, don't store up for yourself treasures on earth because a moths and vermin Ooh. could destroy. So it's a little bit better than, than rust, vermin. Mm. Is yeah. this the NLT that you put on here, Mary? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's the comparing the NLT. NLT. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. so I like the vermin part. The that vermin. really doesn't mean anything. But then, <laughs> So really the point that Jesus is trying to make here is that if you store up treasures on earth, there's a possibility that they're going to be taken away. Yeah. And so the Jewish audience that was hearing this would have thought about, they didn't have banks, and so they would have taken their coins or their uh, whatever else they had for currency and kind of hid them in their homes. And so probably over times they would have corroded, they would have rusted, they would have been taken away by an animal, stole uh, you know my my uh, uh, emperor's coin here or something like that, and mm -hmm. so it was gone. And so the audience can relate to this that like yeah, storing up for yourselves treasures on earth that's kind of a risky business. It's not always going to yield the results you want. So they kind of automatically are like, yeah, I understand yeah. that. I agree with that. I was thinking too about those kind of different ways in which you can lose stuff like. 
the deterioration of something, you kind of forget about it, leave it alone, you go back and like, oh, I forgot about this, but it's been rust- rusted away. Because if you put something in a can and dig it and put it in the dirt in your backyard, kind yeah. of like, yeah, that'd be the same, versus, same kind of thing. Versus kind of this like, man, this is really valuable to me, but someone kind of broke in and stole this, took this, and if you've ever had anything stolen from you, you just feel so like violated by it, you know? So it's interesting how yeah. even like this kind of, you lose it, but it's kind of covering that spectrum. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, and like very specifically it's kind of like that i think you mentioned like the temporariness like yeah. it's not eternal it's like it has a expiration date kind of and so i think that that's such a huge piece of that because we kind of try and take things and think we're gonna have this forever it's gonna keep us safer or, or whatever yeah. for whatever reason we're holding on but it just won't last and i think that's kind of what the writer is getting at here yeah, yeah have you all ever had anything stolen from you before sure have you <laughs> yeah i remember the first time ever i had i thought it was a good idea to park my truck in downtown tulsa like over several nights, we went on a trip and was super shocked to come back and find my spare tire had been stolen. It wasn't locked or anything, hmm. but someone just took it. Horrible feeling. <laughs> yeah. Didn't have a square to spare. Uh-uh. So verse 19 leaves us with this idea that we shouldn't, that there's t- it's temporary if we store it for ourselves, treasures on this earth. And so you're immediately like, okay, yeah, I can, I can see your point. And so then he jumps into verse 20. Josh, you want to read that one yeah. again for us? So this is what uh, Matthew says in 20, store your treasure in heaven. Where moths and rust cannot destroy, thieves do not break in and steal. So the opposite would be storing up for yourselves treasures in, in heaven. Mm-hmm. And so I, I wish, sometimes I do wish, but Jesus sometimes doesn't spell things out very well. <laughs> and that's, he's vague. He's sometimes. vague, but it's like, I wish he would have spelled out what those treasures were. Like, hey, if you're going to store up for yourself treasures in heaven, here's what you do. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't do that. And he just is basically saying, as you do things for the kingdom of God, you're storing up for yourselves treasures in heaven, and they are long-lasting as opposed to the temporary. They are eternal as opposed to the temporary, and they're never taken away as opposed to the temporary. So you'd be hearing this and saying, okay, if I could store up heavenly treasures, that's a much better deal than storing up earthly treasures because those things are so fleeting, whereas the heavenly treasures are so eternal and long-lasting. And so you'd be instantly like, yeah, that makes sense. I should be storing up heavenly treasures versus the earthly treasures. Yeah. And that's a, there's a lot to that because like if I said I was going to have a safety deposit box at the bank or whatever, it's like, I know where the bank is. I put the stuff in there. I know what's in there and I can go get it. And this kind of idea of like storing up treasures in heaven, it takes a lot of what we might call faith to yeah. go, this is going to be there when I get there. And that can be really tough sometimes. Yeah. A lot of faith, and a lot of trust that as I do these kingdom things that they are going to be treasures that are stored up. They just seem to be kind of gone, but they're really those things are the eternal, powerful things that we should You think there's any chance we'll we'll get to heaven, we'll open up that golden lockbox, and then we're just like, oh. You guys ever, have you ever done something nice over the years in the church world, speaking of being church talk or whatever? Church nerd. Church nerd. And people says, oh, you just earned yourself a jewel in your crown. (laughs) Yes. I I think that seems to, I don't know if that's really, (laughs) people are going to have more, Jewels and crowns oh. in heaven. I, think, I don't know if Just we're going to get a crown. A but bedazzled like, tiara. Yeah. I mean, if we've seen an example of crowns so far in the New Testament, it's just a crown of thorns. I think Ooh. I'll, I think I'll <laughs> pass on that one. So Brock, I don't know if I want, Brock's want, 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 want that crown. But anyway, uh, I just that's a funny little thing. Like, you just earned a jewel in your crown. Yeah. Like, oh. Jewels in heaven, brother. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, 21? Yep. Here we go. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Yeah. So it seems like Jesus is saying here that where you've stored your treasure, that's where your affections, your thoughts, 
your attention, your focus is going to be. And so he's laid out this encouragement, this warning, that if you're pursuing treasures on this earth, that's where your attention, your focus, your affections are going to be. And if you kind of are pursuing kingdom things, that's where your heart is going to be. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of this warning of like, if you continue to pursue earthly treasures and all your attention and focus is there, it's, you're going to go that direction. But if you start yeah. focusing on the kingdom and doing things for the kingdom of God, for other people, then your attentions are going to go there. Yeah. And that's a much better spot for your attentions to be. Yeah. As we were talking about this, trying to think, what practically would that look like? Uh, one of the things that we talked about was um, kind of the different ways in which you might uh, uh, kind of handle uh, like a possible job promotion or something like that. So there, so this kind of job promotion is up for grabs, and depending on kind of maybe where your treasure is, quote unquote, is kind of how how you might like move forward with that opportunity. So, am I going to um, like start uh, you know talking bad about people? Am I going to start kind of like maybe cheating or manipulating the system or whatever? Or uh, you know, do I handle this in a way of like integrity or respect? And, you know, I just kind of work hard and trust that other people are going to like see that, you know, it's kind of interesting to go, to go where kind of my, my target is, it really is going to determine kind of how I approach that target from, from here moving forward. Yeah. Am I pursuing financial gain mm-hmm. or am I pursuing the kingdom? Mm-hmm. And I, I know that's not always diametrically opposed, right. but Jesus is kind of yeah. saying here that, um, and, and if you look at some more context clues here, mm. as there's a little post context as this whole thing's put together. Yeah. In verse 24, Jesus says you can't serve God and money. Yeah. So it's like there's this difficult to pursue both since they seem to pull you in two different directions. So be careful. And then in verse 20, verses 25 to 34, there's this idea that God is saying, here's the reason why you don't have to worry about storing up for yourselves treasures on this earth. Because if you're following God, he's going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of a given when it comes to the new kingdom. Yeah. The new kingdom is you pursue righteous acts, which is being kind to others, loving others, mm-hmm. sacrificing, generosity, the thing that this whole sermon series is about. As you pursue those things, just do that. That's what you worry about because you don't have to worry about your needs. God's going to take care of that. And so sometimes I think we might... Um, change what we think those needs are. Like I need to have this massive TV. I might, you know, whatever. But God is saying, hey, you're going to be taken care of. Just pursue the kingdom. So it's almost like you can let go of worry and fear and anxiety and just pursue the kingdom because God's saying, you just do that. I'll take care of you. So it's this beautiful piece of rest. And it's a perspective shift. And I think when I kind of look at this as a whole, it's this reminder of the kingdom. But also I think the temptation is, hey, we want to build our kingdom here. We, we confuse it. Like, I want to build, like, when it comes to wealth, when it comes to my possessions, I'm building a safety net here. I'm building a kingdom here and instead of heaven. And what we see time and time again, every time we do these, I feel like it's turning back to heaven, turning back to heaven, turning back to the finish line, turning to Jesus. And so when I read this, I'm thinking, how often in my life am I trying to, like, fortify my life here and my kingdom here instead of building you know, focusing on heaven and the kingdom of heaven. And that's really like, oh, that is like all the Sermon on the Mount. It's like, this is my kingdom. This is how we live. It's not here, here, here. It's look to heaven, look to Jesus. That's the finish line. That's the goal, not here and now. Yeah, this passage is, is we've done, you know, several episodes now, but this passage seems to be rocking my world more than the other ones we've done. And I was sitting there on uh, just a few days ago and uh, got a flat tire. And so saw some 
some steel stuff sticking through. I'm like, that's the end of that tire. And so I knew there was going to be this big expense. Yeah, when you see metal coming yeah. through the inside of your tire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not You're, a good sign. Yeah, not a good sign at all. And so like, I have a tendency in life to always get overwhelmed financially. That's just kind of my MO, and I hate that I do that. And so in that moment, I was thinking about this passage, and like it kind of came to me that, hey, God has said he's going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. And what happens when... I don't think that way is I can begin to be selfish. I can begin to be short. I can begin to be self-centered versus other-centered. And so I was trying to hold on to this idea. And so I went to regeneration on Monday night and I was like, God's got me. And so there I was kind of being nice to people and asking about their day and kind of, hey, can I pray for you about that? And I felt like I was I was kingdom-minded, like I was mm-hmm. thinking about the kingdom exactly. instead of just focusing on my needs. And it's like, boy, that's such a better thing to do that and think about the crowns I was making for my, for the jewels I was making for my Beautiful crown in heaven, crown. which is, yeah. which is the real reason I was yeah. doing things. That doesn't <laughs> seem right either. But anyway. I, I almost thought you were going to say a guy came up to you and he gave you a tire. And then he was like, I stole this he from blessed. a young guy in Tulsa. Like there was a couple people ago. that came up to me like, Hey, you should retire, but there's, <laughs> there's no tires. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. But other than that, I didn't get anything. So, <laughs> yeah. So, but nice. it's, it's, it's amazing as you think about this, that like, hey, my job on this earth is to know that Jesus died for my sins, I'm forgiven, I go out, and like this passage in context tells us, giving to the needy, yeah. thinking of other people, putting their needs above my own. Yeah. And it's so easy to get lost in myself, but knowing that as I do those things, that God said, hey, I got you. Right. You just do the kingdom stuff. And he's Let shown, me take care of you. He's shown us. Like I was thinking about that this morning, how the... the um, whole kind of way in which we have freedom to live this way is because Jesus has already done all the heavy lifting. Yeah. God sent him here. He he lived the life we couldn't. He died on the cross for us. He rose from the dead. You know, he's given us his spirit. He's done all the heavy lifting. And so it's it's pretty amazing how it's simply like remembering that and trusting him to be empowered to be able to live this life and to start thinking about things in the way that God thinks about them. Yeah. We do the kingdom. Yeah. We trust. Mm-hmm. Do the kingdom stuff. We trust. That's, yeah. And then this passage is, boy, I hope I can take this because it's really rocking my world right now and hope it can continue to have some effect on my life. Yeah. That where I think about storing up treasures, like this is this is temporary stuff. This is all fleeting, um, but storing mm-hmm. up treasures in heaven is eternal and that's really the stuff that matters and that's what I need to focus on. It kind of reminds me of the quote. It's one of my favorite quotes, but you actually, Josh, have it on your wall. Oh. Um, do, I don't want to butcher it. Do you have it? Yeah, Jim Elliott yeah, he, quote, uh, he's no fool who gives up what he can't keep to, to gain, gain what, what he can't lose. lose. Yeah, It kind of reminds me of that. Can you say that one more time? Let's let it sink in a little bit more. Yeah. That's a good quote. He's no fool. I want to say it at the same time as you. No, you do it. <laughs> he's, he is no fool who gives up what he can't keep in order to gain what he can't lose. Yeah, I and feel that, like that really sums it up. Oh that's, my gosh. That's these verses. Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing. And if you know anything about Jim Elliott, you know, he's a... He was a missionary to South America, a martyr, like amazing story uh, that you should kind of check out. But, um, you know, he got something that I still struggle with. I mean, like I read, we've kind of alluded to it a couple of times, but, uh, you know, I read through stuff like this and it's easy for me to become, I would say, befuddled a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. because it's, it, this kind of idea of, even we're joking about jewels in heaven, treasure in heaven, jewels in heaven, whatever. It's a little difficult because it, Sometimes it just feels like lose-lose. Like I'm supposed to die to self today and just kind of hope that there's kind of like 
like life that's going to come. I'm, I'm supposed to kind of um, give and serve and store up treasures in heaven today and hope that that's kind of feels there like for there's me like later. no guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. You just, hey, lose now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the way you win now is by losing now or like, or something along those lines. And so it kind of, it, we were joking about how it kind of makes us uh, think of that game. Like uh, you were telling me about a game that you're. Oh, my, my daughter, my, my, Almost 20-year-old daughter, which is bizarre. When she was little, she used to play this game. She'd go, all right, uh, Dad, pick or lose. Would you rather eat a brick or eat glass? I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, she didn't get the game. But, yeah. you know, but she'd, she'd always say, pick or lose. And so this feels like you're picking or losing because yeah. you know, it's so easy to focus on self and all the things you need in this earth. Uh, and so, yeah, but it's really you're, you're kind of what we're, you're saying is lose now, it feels like, win later. Yeah. And Jesus is saying if you are all about winning now in terms of material possessions, you're going to mm-hmm. lose later. He so says that you, in various wow. ways all the time. What would you rather do, win for a couple of years or win for eternity? Yeah. And that's so hard because we want what we want now. Now, yeah. Delayed gratification? No, thank you. And even even like, I would even say that like, uh, I'm shooting like my five-year goals. I would say that I want what I want now. Because even five years in the scheme of eternity, that's pretty quick, right? Mm-hmm. So even even like looking 10, 20 years ahead can still be so nearsighted when we're putting our faith in that instead of like the kingdom, right? And uh, and so this, yeah, this idea of like lose now to win later, man, that's that's kind of a mind bender. Yeah, and so if, if I'm really applying this, just even in this room of people that are doing this podcast right now, kingdom-minded is I concerned about Mary's needs and Josh's needs mm-hmm. above my own, knowing that God's going to take care of me. So why can't I trust that, trust that God's exactly. just, just going to do this right thing? God's going to take care of me. And that's kind of how we live life. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I hope that you're encouraged by that. I know that um, almost every week it feels like just getting into scripture and and even just taking time, more time, delay, <laughs> taking more time and thinking about it and meditating on it. Um, it really just starts to sink in. And I know it's changed me when I hear this. And so I hope that you leave this and and you're not like, oh, good to know. But you you really start to change your perspective and, and look at your life and ask that question. Am I investing in things, in people and in what's going to last? Or am I investing in myself and in the world that I'm building here and the life I'm building here? Um, change your change your focus. Change shift your focus. Um, allow that delayed gratification to come because of what Jesus has done. Um, it is better. It is a better life. Uh, it does feel like you know lose, but it's actually not. It it is a good life, um, and not always what we think or want necessarily, but it is. Um, God is good, and so um, that's our encouragement to you. And join us for uh, week two of this series, Genius of Generosity. Uh, at any of our campuses or online. And we'll see you next week for The Breakdown. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Breakdown. You know, it's our hope that you've learned something new about God's word for the sake of knowing God and taking one step in your journey to the center of God's purpose for your life. If you're wanting to keep the discovering going, which we hope you are, you can check out past episodes at hopefellowship.net slash podcasts or by searching The Breakdown on Spotify or any other streaming platform. And don't forget, please leave us a review. We'll see you guys next time for another episode of The Breakdown.